From the Hagley Center for the History of Business, Technology, and Society, this is Stories from the Stacks. I'm a professor of history at Kansas State University. And I'm Linda Fry, and I'm a professor at the University of Montana. We're, we're historians of the French Revolution. And so we're looking at the papers of Pierre Samuel and his two sons, Victor and E.I. And so we're kind of, we're looking at the diplomats and we're looking at the counselor officials. And we're asking, I, I, part of the problem, and Victor thinks so too, is that the men who were picked for these jobs, for the most part, not Victor, most of the others were picked because of zealous purity, ideological purity. And so perhaps that does not make the best diplomat. In other words, they were picked because they were partisans of the revolution. And these are the kinds of people who are least inclined to compromise. And toward the end of the revolution, many of them, in fact, even though they were diplomats, did not write the foreign office, they wrote the generals at the time. And they did all they could to sabotage their orders from the foreign office because they didn't want to make peace. And I think that's one of the reasons that the war lasts so long. The other reason, of course, is the constant change in factions. One faction is constantly overthrowing another. So when, a, so when there was a faction overthrow, like Fructidor in 97, what would happen is, is the men who were previously appointed would lose their positions or they'd be displaced and new ones put in their stead. And so every, every, every purge or every coup, there's a new group of folks put in. But they tended to appoint the most, one of the criteria was if you were devoted to the revolution. So anyway, it's fascinating for us to read these papers. The problem is, is that the DuPont's handwriting is not the most legible. In fact, it's heroically unlegible, I'd say, particularly Pierre Samuel and Victor. They lied their words. No, but the handwriting is But the wretched. handwriting is wretched, but the other problem is, is okay, let's say there's three words, ma, share, on me. It's all one word. So you have indecipherable handwriting, and you have this elision of words, which makes it rather challenging. And the ink, in some of the cases, bleeds to the other side. This is 18th century documents. So, in other words, you're seeing two imprints of the words. It's exciting. And then, of course, Paper was extraordinarily expensive, so they would write along the bottom and the side, and the letter would go on and on. And as they wrote, they got smaller and smaller. I think it's marvelous that they could read each other's letters myself. And smallpox, of course, was devastating France at that time. It was also in the United States. So they have also these worries just about practical concerns about how to survive. You know, what to do about the kids, how to get them there safely. Oh, and the fact that they're not getting the money. Oh, by the way, because, you know, ships are intercepted. So Latom says, you know, I don't have any money. This is, this is the French Council General. Right? He doesn't have the money to pay he the says, councils. I don't have any money. <laughs> and you get this a lot. So the letters give you a very vivid picture of what it's like to be living at this time, if you know what to look for. And just imagine being away from your family and worrying about them, living in France, and you don't hear them for months. And there's some other, there's a, there was a great letter where Victor hears mistakenly that his younger brother, E.I., was killed. He, he reads it in some newspaper. And so he's writing frantically to his father. He writes like seven letters, keep asking his father about his, his younger brother. And of course his father's writing back, but he doesn't get these letters because the English are nabbing, the English ships are stopping as much of the correspondence as they can. And eventually he hears after months that his younger brother wasn't killed after all. 
So there, there's gripping things, there's gripping accounts like that. You can really empathize with them. You know, these people, these people are impressive. They succeed because they hold together as a family. They do. Absolutely. And they support each other. This is how they succeed in the new world, too. We have worked in a lot of archive all over the world. We can tell you we've had some grim experiences, <laughs> but this has been wonderful. Yes, it has. And we've loved it. We think it's a beautiful place. It's a beautiful place, and it's a great working condition. To learn more about the Hagley Museum and Library, and to listen to more stories from the stacks, please visit us online at hagley.org. That's H-A-G-L-E-Y dot O-R-G.